Hey how's it going guys and girls welcome to another edition of five for life podcast so in this edition i'm going to talk about some emerging trends in how we train and build neural network so we will be talking about certain aspects of deep learning and we will be delving deep into what are the current trends where state of the art research is being carried out and if you are any budding researcher who is slowly getting deep you should probably pay attention to all these keywords or all these areas where where you should put more time and effort and if not tailor your project around all these things so that you will be in a better positioned place than the rest so without much further delay the, the the pattern which i'm going to talk about in deep learning is how can we preserve privacy in deep learning because we all know that all the neural networks is expecting from us is feed me with data feed me with data feed me with terabytes or petabytes of data the more you feed the data the better it becomes but there is this particular sort of counterintuitive strategy where you might end up training the network the model will be very good you will deploy it in the wild but what happens is if somebody could go and reverse engineer he will be able to find out how the model was trained and what were the set of data points and what were the set of information which has been fed into the model so let's say if you are building an application okay for credit assessment or something like that you will end up when you reverse engineer the model you will end up seeing that you will get certain sensitive personal information of people so recently especially in healthcare this is this is becoming a vital problem so if you have diagnosed with a stage 2 cancer or stage 3 cancer or whatever it might be right so these are the things which you tend to keep keep it private with a new you and your closer ones so might be your family members might know but still if for a random third member to come and know that okay so this person this particular person with this patient id with this social security number is diagnosed with stage 2 cancer so that's completely absurd right so this sort of made data scientist to think that is are there any ways for us to build and train model so that we can ensure these data are not being stored in the model so but nobody can go and reverse engineer it even when data scientists are themselves working on the building the model they won't be able to get these data they will have some masked feel but they will be knowing that this particular person x has these set of features and that's why this particular prediction is being done so they all worked on different things so they they were this was like a big peaking point for them a lot of big brains were involved and they were all trying to come with different solutions so there are three different pieces of solution which emerged as winners in different paradigms so i will be talking about those three and then i will talk about how a how a solution emerged which sort of builds and gets the best practices out of this three and which is clearly emerging as a winner and how it was going to be used in all the deep learning frameworks going forward so i can pretty much assure you guys in another one year or two year you will see that all the big python libraries like tensorflow pytorch keras and what not so even in certain our libraries whenever you have a model where you will train it with duke neural network this is going to be the practice which you will adopt 
with that said right i'm going to talk about those three individual solution which which try to ensure the sanctity of preserving the privacy of users when you are training your deep neural network right one interesting thing and the one major concept is federated learning so when you think about federated learning right federated learning gained much importance when google announced that they are actually using they are already using federated learning in your keypad so whenever you are searching for certain keywords right in google google will automatically find out that this is the word you are trying to type so if you type phe it will say there and then therefore and all this all the suggestions will automatically pop up so this particular phenomenon is achieved by mechanism of federated learning so they don't take the data from you and then take it to the cloud so it's almost like edge processing or edge computing so you are actually deploying a model which is actually taking the inputs real time and it's assessing it and then it's giving real time predictions but this is where it gets interesting it's not like exactly like edge computing it's not a trained model which is running in the edge what ended up happening is if you are looking for some other word right so if that word is not getting recommended suppose like the let's take the same example i'm just typing the so what if if i'm typing a new word like terasis or like thesis or something like that so if google is not recommending me those things what federated learning ended up happening is it will mask my name it will mask other personal information of mine but it will take this particular user in this particular device running this particular version of android has searched for this term and then he actually ended up writing this so it will validate it and this particular information will be sent to a model so similarly imagine how many users are running android android operating system so google sort of has an edge over here like they tend to collect data like no one else so if you wanted to collect a data thing so data acquisition should be learned from google because they have all the pipelines in place where they will extract data from you like anything so this is a brilliant brilliant move but this is how they ensure and they they try to show that we are not actually getting the data and then mapping it against you we are just taking the data and we are making sure your entity is anonymized when we are building our model fair enough on their point so they also published certain big white papers to prove how this model actually works but this was a very good step in a good direction so this sort of made all other companies to take a notice of federated learning and few other developer community they also pitched in they 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 debated on certain stuffs but they ultimately ended up uh, accepting what google has done and they they realized that it's a good direction and this is this is something which we have to consider while moving forward right so this is one one particular area so like i said we will be talking about three different principles and another important principle when we wanted to observe privacy while training our deep neural network is mpc mpc stands for multi party computation okay so also some people will call it as secure multi party computation so this secure multi party computation is becoming increasingly popular so it's all about like we have a trusted environment okay so in the trusted environment we will ensure that no data is getting directly disclosed so this will actually ended up when when you are building a neural network right it would ensure that 
your model weights so for people who are wondering right in your neural net whatever you are trying to build is ultimately a function approximator which will try to optimize itself by building a different set of weights so that it's predicting properly so what smpc will do is it will protect the model weights so when multiple neural network is getting trained they ensure that this particular model weights are not actually uh i mean permeable to reverse engineering attack so it's actually adding a secure computation layer on top so that nobody can go and reverse engineer the solution and find out what model weights are actually used so if we talk about federated learning right in federated learning even though google has taken a step in a right direction by ensuring that user data is not getting collected when he is trying to search for a new thing and then we are having multiple different computing nodes like there are hundreds of cell phones and based on that we train and get information from every single phone and then we are federating everything together and sort of building a complex model still when they ultimately build a model on their cloud or on their data center right when somebody is actually using it they might be able to see this particular how this particular model which was trained and then how it happened to find out and giving the prediction which it is giving so smbc even try to go and address that particular solution so let's build a secure layer guys so let's ensure that this particular thing is prone and uh, it's it's adding an additional layer of defense so that no malicious uh, hacker can come and get the data or information from this particular neural network model so this sort of uh created a lot of spark and deep learning community so some intelligent minds they all started using it they realized that we are building a lot of machine learning models let's build it in distributed computing so multi party computation is a very good way so interesting innovations came and then people started building a lot of uh the lot of training started happening in multiple tenants so by tenants i mean different workstations so it's not like one particular workstation it's just overloaded and then we are like adding more resources no no it doesn't work that way so we are literally scaling out not just uh trying to bulk the machines but we are splitting it to different work work machines so that they are all independently trying to train a piece and then finally we are aggregating everything together and securely building a computation network right so this is another layer which is very very important to preserve the privacy so the last and the final layer right so the third piece which puts everything together is differential privacy so this particular differential privacy is an ancient technique which ensures it's actually uh, it's based on mathematics guys so i'm not that much of a math geek but i can pretty much explain you what differential privacy is doing right so you can actually go and look into some research papers and research works to get more deeper understanding of what it's all about but in its essence right what differential privacy is all doing is right it ensures that it's segregating the noise so it's adjusting the uh, noise when you are uh, like training right so it ensures that it's uh, it's segregating a noise and then that noise actually involves the value where you have a sensitive label so basically we will end up finding out which particular uh, value is sensitive and then we will just mask it with a particular noise value so that that particular thing is masked so certain guys they have implemented this uh, differential privacy technique using stochastic gradient descent so gradient descent is a concept in linear algebra where we will try to reduce the error 
so we will ensure that uh, we are trying to do multiple iteration we are bringing down the error in the neural network uh, so finally before applying the uh, privacy noise filter right we will ensure the uh, amount of error is minimized so that the model don't gets compromised at the same time certain um, privacy related uh, data are getting preserved so this is the major thing which differential privacy is trying to solve so now uh, like i alluded before right so these three different pieces federated learning and then differential privacy and then secure multiparty computation all these three things uh, are all like an individual pillars to strengthen and uh, rethink how we build our deep neural networks so there was this uh, Uh, around four months back, right? So a very famous library came out of Blue Moon. So it's PySwift. So basically, PySwift was actually written uh, based on PyTorch. So literally, they have taken out PyTorch because even though TensorFlow and Keras is very famous for beginners, a lot of uh, core deep learning developers they love PyTorch. So because of the simplicity to declare the graphs on the fly, and then it's just because they got used to it in one thing so they they still prefer doing it that way so pytorch they ensure that when building the tensors in pytorch they they are actually using all these three different concepts so they manage to do it for one particular data set so they they performed in one particular health related data set so they ensured that all the all their recordings are being recorded and then they they published it to the outside internet so now pyshift repository is actively being monitored so it's it's gaining lot of traction so they also ensure that uh, whatever the results they have done right so how how quicker it's absor- uh, how how much uh, how how secure it is and how the data is getting masked so how privacy is not getting compromised so a lot of health organization like hipa they are trying to look more into it so it's gaining a lot of eyeballs in recent days so so it's pretty much like they are all trying to find out can we replicate the same success with different data sets because right now they have published for two data sets one is for boston housing data set another is pima india diabetics indian diabetics data set so this is particular healthcare data sets so so now they are actually trying to build a lot of healthcare models so this is the future guys so if you think right as a data scientist or as a machine learning engineer we are actually curious about uh, our data so if all the data is getting masked then we are almost uh, lost in a la- lost in an unknown island we will be left wandering here and there so we should be knowing certain key features but certain sensitive topic or certain sensitive information is not needed for us so it's completely okay for that to be masked so how can we train our models in such a way so that's the concept of the future so everybody are bringing the uh, i mean everybody is super sensitive to data right now so we have right now the united states is even looking to implement a concept similar to gdpr which has been implemented in europe so gdpr is actually turning out to be quite a success so a lot of europeans are feeling secure that their data is now being treated in a better way because of the privacy laws so if you open any browser or if you even search for any single thing right so you will be completely being informed about the new laws of gdpr and how it's working so that your data is localized so localization is actually happening so it's almost like the laws are very very 
stringent here so it's they are also experimenting us and other government agencies and even india is actually looking into implementing their own version of gdpr so that being said right so how organizations or how technologists who are working in deep neural net will move forward so they will ensure that they are using all these privacy mechanism they will they will ensure that the data is not getting compromised actually we are not even collecting the customer data even we as engineers we are not even encountering them so there is no way if the model can be reverse engineered there is no way that uh, information loss would be there so privacy is never going to be a thing so so if this is getting a widespread adopted right, adoption right so expect lot of innovations and lot of quick implementations to be done because data gathering and working with data has been a biggest challenge for any machine learning engineer so they can definitely concur to the statement it's it's not an easy thing let me tell you that so you have to be very very careful when working with customer sensitive information so so the, that being said right there are this technology is still in a very green phase i would say so it's still green it's very early there are a lot of things which needs to be taken care of so andrew task of deep mind is actually one of the primary contributor or primary minds behind this thing so he even said that the performance is not that good so the training time is little higher because you have to understand that you are actually training it in multiple worker nodes and you are introducing a, a hashing function to ensure privacy is getting taken place and then finally you are bringing it all back and then your weights are even uh, hidden so that it's not being reverse engineered so when you add complexity ultimately you will pay in uh, performance so it's a trade off you are trading your speed and uh, convenience for privacy so but this is a good good step in the right direction so slowly we will find out efficient ways so that when we are making this trade off we are not losing out on computation as well so expect this place or expect this space to blow out in uh, leaps and bounds so a lot of in a lot of deep learning conferences and in neural network conferences these things are being discussed in a wide wide way so a lot of new publications are being done in ieee and other forums where people are trying to leverage this technology and ensure privacy is the most important element in all of all of the data world all of the modern data world so deep neural networks of future will be centered around privacy there is no mistake or there is no doubt in that with that i'm signing off it's your host harish santosh see you guys in a later episode thank you peace